Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hashtag murder. Woo! I'm Scar. I'm Alex. And we're millennials who love murder. And cults. And arson? Oh, we haven't said that one yet. Um, hmm. Assault? Uh, home invasions? Oh, it's so creepy. We don't really love no, assault. We don't love those. We don't love assault. <laughs> we, don't, we, we like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Bringing awareness. Uh, yeah. Um, and Alex just got off the phone uh, with Whitney. And what, what was she discussing? <laughs> Because it was making you know, me laugh. So my wife, in natural bisexual fashion, has an obsession with Birkenstocks. Hey, AKA, who? in our household, we call them Birkencocks. <laughs> and uh, listen, this woman put so much miles, sorry, so many miles on her Birkencocks that uh, we have to recycle them every year and get new ones. <laughs> she was talking about the inflation of, of Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Guys, they went up $15. And the reason she brought this to my attention is because I'm a cheap bitch. <laughs> That's really funny. She was really concerned about her Birkenstocks. Yeah, even though she knows I'm going to say yes, otherwise she's going to she's gonna whine about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I have to get new ones. Uh, I discovered those ones that are like plasticky. Mm-hmm. Um, they Rubber. can just like spray off mm-hmm. and they're fine for like the beach and shit. Um, and Lily, well, I accidentally left them outside. So it's not entirely Lily's fault, but she did um, eat them. Shocking. I know. And I found I found them in other colors, but mine were yellow. And I want yellow oh. ones again. Oh, Yeah, so. that's a Whitney shoe right there. Yellow Birkenkocks. Yeah. So I'm just going to order a pair. I don't like open-toed shoes. No? No. I only wear, like, Vans or um, my Hey Dudes. Do you have funny toes? No, I just don't like open-toed shoes. Oh, huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wear. I have. So I easy have to get on and off. I have a pair of flip flops. So are my dudes. That's true. I do. I got some dudes. Mm-hmm. They're I, amazing. I I've they're literally at. one of them has like a hole in the sole because I've worn them so many times. Oh. I need to replace those, but you know, they're. I don't, I don't like buying new stuff. <laughs> I do have a pair of flip flops. I think You're I've like worn them it. like four times. <laughs> nice. All right. Um. So this is our first bonus episode Ooh. yeah so it is not um uh, well hmm, murder adjacent but not specifically i don't know anything about this guy so we're we're going okay um so it's murder um ish um but it's more of a well you know what let me just tell you the story i like the surprises yeah no i don't <laughs> <laughs> let's go okay so this is the case of Chioma Gray. Chioma Gray? Chioma Gray. Sounds like an actress. It does sound like an actress. Um, not an actress, but uh, I did have to look up what Chioma means because that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and it means gift from God or good God. Uh, and it's a Nigerian name. That's cool. I know. Delhi from work is actually from Nigeria. <gasps> Because Delhi is short for Ola Delhi. Oh, uh-huh. that's a yeah. fun name. Shout out to you, Delhi. Yeah, now you have to listen. <laughs> oh, he will. <laughs> Good. Um, okay, Chioma was born April 27th, 1992 to Francine Black and Desmond 
Poppy Gray. Poppy. Poppy. I know. I like that. Um, So Shioma had a loving and supportive childhood and had goals of becoming an OBGYN. Oh, and you said her birthday is April 27th? It is. You know what season that is? Taurus season. Taurus. May. We got another Taurus. I love him. She does love him. For whatever reason. Um, Okay, so she wanted to become an OBGYN and start up a practice with her sister who wanted to be a pediatrician. That, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so they're like... Like a two-for-one deal, like you had the baby and then you go see the sister. Yeah, and she's like, I think she's like 14 at this time. Who, what 14-year-old's like, I'm gonna go (laughs) start a... A a practice. A practice. She was watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange, but very cool. So she is a student at Buena High, which is in Ventura, California, and they're home of the Bulldogs. Shout out. Um, Chioma was a loving and well-behaved child. She never skipped classes, and she did very well in school. Good girl. Yeah. She was very focused on her her girlfriends and her grades and not interested in boys at all. Me either. (laughs) For other reasons. You did say you had that one boyfriend. I did. I had one boyfriend for like four years. Four years. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that later, guys. Oh, my. Okay. I didn't know that. (laughs) Interesting. But in 2007, Chioma's grades start to slip and her mother, Francine, noticed that she seemed distracted by something. Boys. Boys. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's always the boys. Yeah. So Chioma played soccer and the (laughs) coat. Why am I so tongue tied right now? Hold on. Hold on. We got an agua break. Chioma played soccer, and the coach told Francine that this boy named Andrew Tafoya, and actually Andrew was one of Chioma's older brother's acquaintances that he played football with in high school. Okay. Uh, her older brother. Is he out of high school? Uh, so you Andrew's said... 20. N- ma'am, and we just had the same story. And like, Chioma's 14. God, we literally just had the same we story. He just talked about this. Ah, God damn it. Six years older. What no, is the wrong other one, with these people? The other one was nine, so this one's slightly was still bad. Fourteen. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so the cult... Why do I keep saying cult? The cult. <laughs> the coach told Francine that Chioma ran off with Andrew during practice, and they she wasn't exactly sure where they went, Um. but the coach was inferring to... There being some sort of relationship between these two. Hmm. Good looking out, Coach. Yeah. So Coach tells Mama Francine this, and Francine is a not happy at all. Uh, yeah, I She's could imagine. Pissed. I would not mess with Mama Francine. She has a very clear and concise conversation with her daughter that this relationship is not going to be happening. Francine also calls Andrew and tells him the same thing, that they will not be dating and that he is no longer allowed to see her daughter anymore get him i know boy go date another 20 year old yeah or even an 18 year old like that's fine yeah um yeah 14 no that's not good that's way too young that's a baby Ugh. it's illegal yeah well yep it is and we'll we're gonna okay so francine stops by the high school to have a lunch with her daughter is that a thing um, you can just show up to... <laughs> I mean, I, I saw that happening in, like, elementary school. Like, your parents come have, like, lunch with you, but... Yeah, in high, in high school. High school, definitely not a thing. Yeah. I, was, I would not want Tommy coming to have lunch with me. <laughs> no. I thought that was really strange. They Very can just meet, and they can also leave for lunch. Odd. More trustworthy than they should be. Yeah. Like, um, she if... obviously ran out with a 20-year-old. You definitely um should not be letting them, you know, go... Yeah, 
Do and if things. I was allowed to leave for lunch during school, guess who's not coming back to school? Scarlet. Scarlet's <laughs> my ass would be in the school. Taco Bell parking lot, <laughs> hanging out with all my buddies. No, that would that's not a thing. Um. Okay. So Chioma was nowhere to be found, and Francine calls her, and she can tell that she is lying about where she is. Mamas know. Oh, she knows. And Francine doesn't know why she's lying until she sees a familiar car pull up in front of the high school. Let me guess. Andrew's car. It's Andrew's car. And Chioma gets out of the car. <sighs> so this interaction prompts Francine to call Andrew again and tell him and his mother this time. Oh, Mama Francine called Mama Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, she is... She's mama bear. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking with her <laughs> <No>. <laughs> at all. So she invites Andrew and Andrew's mother to come over to their home so they can have a conversation. Okay, good call. And that conversation is that they, once again, will not be seeing each other. And then Andrew's mom says <laughs> that she thought that Chioma was 19. I'm sorry. Mom, you're dumb. She's a you're child. Just you're just trying to take your son's side. Yeah. You well, I thought she stupid. was 19. She's he, 19 in high school? Yeah. Stupid. Okay. Yeah. Like, he said she was 19. What? You are the problem, <laughs> Mama Andrew. Yeah. Uh, so, Andrew says that he has strong feelings about Chioma, and he does not think that he can comply with Francine's request. It sounds very rapey. Uh, yeah. Like... I couldn't help it. She was so pretty. I just had to rape her. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Andrew. This is bad. Um, so Andrew is basically saying no to Francine. So then Francine, being the bad bitch that she is, takes Chioma to the hospital to have a rape kit performed. Mm. Yeah. She's she's pulling out literally she, all the stops. She ain't messing around. She does not want anyone, well, especially this person, uh, to fuck with her daughter and mess up this life that she, she has planned a, for herself. She has a huge future ahead of herself. Like Yeah, that she has planned. And even if she had nothing planned, Still, you should not go screwing your whole entire life out for a stupid ass boy. Yeah. Not even a boy. Sorry, he's a man. He's 20. Yeah. So whenever they do this, uh, they learn that they were indeed having sex, which is not sex. It is statutory rape. Yeah. And at this point, Andrew is arrested. Yay. Yay. So he's finally go arrested. cops. Yeah. So Andrew takes a deal for one count of unlawful sexual intercourse. He was sentenced to six months on work furlough, which lets you, like, work at a job, but you have to return to the facility at night. Oh, that's the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. That's what he was doing. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was going to the Ambrosia chocolate factory and then going back to the And going back to the place. And Andrew works at a local Acura dealership as a car washer. <laughs> Man, he is just going places. Nothing she wrong wants to be an with... OBGYN and he wants, he's a car washer. What? You know, I don't know what aspirations he had for his life and, you know, those jobs are needed. Yeah. But uh, they it sounds needed. like she's out of your league, bro. Yeah. She and... sounds way too good for him. Yeah. And not to mention she's still in Little League because she is a child. Yeah. 14. Okay. Wild. So Francine wants to induce Megan's law, uh, which is to put Andrew as a sex offender on okay. the, on the yeah, registry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, th- this does not go through. I'm not sure why it didn't go through. I don't know. Understand why? I guess because it, he plead for unlawful whatever and not sexual misconduct. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. Sorry, everyone. Interesting. So Chioma gets back on the straight and narrow. Her grades start getting better. She's got less distractions. And life is really good without Andrew in it. Shocking. Yeah. So, 
December 13th, 2007. Almost after Whitney's birthday. Oh, yeah, it is. Three days after yours. Yeah. Sagittarius. Oh, so four four (laughs) days after. Yes. I was like, what the fuck? That was the wrong math. Yep. Okay. We're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. December 13th, 2007. Chioma leaves for school, and this is the last time Francine sees Chioma. Oh. Why? Yeah. Um, and Francine said it was just like any other day. She woke up, got ready for school, went to She's not thinking anything. She's been better. Exactly. So Paul Gray, her brother, okay. goes to pick up Chioma at three from school, like he does most days, and he cannot find her. He drives all around the school, looking, searching, asking for asking her friends if they've seen her. Nothing. And Francine, or I guess he calls Francine, and Francine wonders out loud if, quote, Andrew is out of work furlough today, end quote, to her other daughter. And her other daughter told her to stop being dramatic. Uh, <laughs> which is something I would say to my mother, uh, which I is say, funny. You know, I say that to Clinton, so. Yeah, stop being dramatic. Um, but she had a right to be dramatic. She did. So here we go. Turns out Chioma had never shown up to school that day. But you know who did show up? Andrew Joshua Tafoya. I even hate his name. Yeah. So... Francine calls the police, and Chioma had not taken anything with her. She didn't take any clothes, no supplies, nothing. And Francine assumes that Andrew has kidnapped her. Yeah, that's a good assumption. Um, also, like, she would never get away with that, like, today, because, like, if you miss even, like, your first period of class, your parents are notified immediately. Are notified, yeah, like, text message, voicemail, email, all of it. Yeah, like, if you haven't already sent in that they won't be there that day. You're gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So she's under the assumption Andrew kidnapped her daughter, which is that's a safe, that's a that's, fair assumption. That's a fair assumption because you know he raped your daughter. So yeah, he's a pedophile. Okay. So detectives reach out to Andrew's family, and they say that they have not seen him. They also call his work at the Acura dealership, and they say that they haven't seen him either. But they were mysteriously missing a vehicle from the lot. Hmm. And it just so happened to be the last vehicle that Andrew had washed that day. Oh, Katniss. No. No, Katniss. Katniss Diana. Sorry, guys. A little break in the case. Um, Katniss Diana, my lovely little terrorist kitten, is crawling on George. Crawling all over my poor boy that has just had surgery. Oh. Oh, Baby Diana. Katie Katniss. Um, okay. So, detectives send out the license plate of the missing vehicle. Uh, has the license plate 6AXX928. And they are, so where they're at in California is about five hours from the Mexican border. Uh, okay. So they send out the license plate to the to border patrol. Okay, good Now call. they wait. So no one knows what's taking place here. But what they do know is that she is underage and he is an adult. And they're both missing. Kidnapping. Yeah. So police send out a warrant for Andrew's arrest for kidnapping. Uh, now, uh, da, 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 da. I'm not sure exactly how long of a time period this was, mm-hmm. uh, but the license plate gets a hit, and the vehicle has gone into Mexico at 1.20 p.m. The next day. In that white Acura. I think it was the same day. Well, it was the she same got, day. Well, if she got home from school. She didn't go to school. Well, no, her brother went to go pick her up at 3 p.m., so 1 p.m. Oh, maybe the car dinged and then they got the notification. 
No, so she never went to school at all. But Andrew her... was seen at the school that morning picking her up. But they didn't know the brother that she was missing until the brother went to go get her at 3 p.m. that day. Oh, yeah, you're right. You see? Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. So this is probably the next day. So next day, 1 p.m. Yeah. in New Mexico. Yeah. So Francine is devastated. Police now have to turn to the FBI to help locate Andrew and Chioma. Francine is afraid that this is the end and that not enough action is being taken to find her daughter. Yeah, she's probably terrified because her daughter was able to just go home, or not go home, but, you know, leave from school where she should be safe and watched with a man that she had previous relationships with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy. We're doing this. This is great. This whole thing is so crazy. So great. Uh, so Francine calls some super high up people in Mexico. How does, what, <laughs> Francine, where are you getting this hookup? Whose number? Do you just Google it? I feel Where like she just knows numbers? them. I think she knows them. Yeah, she just knows people. She knows everyone. Francine knows everyone. <laughs> Do not fuck with Francine. Don't. That is the name of this episode, folks. Don't yeah. fuck with Francine. I'm scared of her. Uh, okay, so, and then she decides to go to Mexico herself to file a missing persons report. Good. And to look. Good. Um, but she doesn't find anything. So now we're going to fast forward three months, and Francine goes to the FBI headquarters where the fuck is the FBI headquarters? <laughs> Quantico? I don't know. Or DC? Yeah. And they allegedly, now this came from Francine, we don't know if it actually happened or if it was in these exact terms, but allegedly the people there tell Francine that they think her daughter is dead. Um, Which the FBI Franc said they never said that. Francine has also been quoted as being dramatic by the other daughter. This is very true. Um, so they might have said maybe we don't something know. similar We don't that. know if she's dead. She could be. Exactly. So take that with a grain of salt. The police then look into a coroner reports of unidentified people. The police find a body of a woman matching Chioma's description in Tijuana. A body. This is not looking good. But here's the thing. It wasn't her. And there was literally no other information. I need to look up a picture of her. <laughs> there was no other information about this body that was found in Tijuana. But how apparently... Is, how it, is this okay? Apparently it looked like her. I don't know. But it wasn't her. Oh, Chioma is beautiful. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. She's got a nice smile. And she's fucking... I mean, she does look older-ish. But I wouldn't call her 19. No, I would not call her 19. Andrew's mom is just an idiot. Yeah. Um, so in August of 2008, uh, we're back in California. Okay. And Francine gets a call about a possible sighting, um, in March earlier that year in Acapulco? 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 Let me see. Acapulco? Acapulco. Acapulco. Okay. Acapulco. I think, I think that's correct. Mexico. Um, and get this. So an American tourist was at a tourist? resort. What did I say? Tourist. How are you supposed to say it? Tourist? 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 There's no extra ER in tourist. there. Tourist. <laughs> tourist. 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 An American tourist. Tourist. American tourist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so there's an American tourist at a resort, um, and she strikes up a conversation with her waitress. Okay. Who she presumed to be American. All right. And she asked the waitress what her name was, and the waitress says that her name is Chioma. What? No, that's not really a common name. No, it's not. So, the tourist pulled a me and really liked her name and was intrigued by her story, and she decides to look her up on the internet. Oh. 
And this is whenever she sees that she is a missing person. And then the tourist called the FBI to let them know that she has stumbled upon a missing person. You know what, Miss, Mrs. Tourist? You are doing the damn thing. Yeah. Like, what are the odds? That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, so Chioma is now 15. Um, and they go to the place of the sighting at the resort in Mexico. But there's no sign of her. Because this was three months yeah, I mean, prior. And that's, there's no saying she's kept that job. So Exactly. Um, so unfortunately, another year passes and there is no sign of either Andrew or Chioma. Chioma then gets in touch with an old acquaintance. Nope, that's a lie. Francine then gets in touch with an old acquaintance who just so happens to be a private investigator. She literally knows everyone. (laughs) Why wasn't she using this person before? Also, a PI would be like the ideal job for me. That thing sounds amazing. Just doing all the research for it. Yeah. Also, I would love to follow people around. Follow people all day and spy on people. And then you get to break news to other people about the shit they're doing. Oh, yeah. And then like investigate (laughs) shit that the cops can't do. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. Uh, So this PI, his name is Chuck Hookstra. Mm. And he is a former Oxnard assistant police chief. All right. So Chuck takes the job pro bono, as PIs are wont to do. And, I mean, it's going to get his name out if he solves yeah. this shit. And he probably loves Francine. That's true. He's also probably terrified of her. Uh, yeah. Um, so he goes to Acapulco and stumbles upon a lead. He runs into someone who knows both of them. And they say that Chioma and Andrew appeared to be a lovely couple. Oh, yeah. lovely. And he learned that Chioma was a waitress and that Andrew taught snorkeling at a resort on the island. So they literally just fled to Mexico to have their little love story. Yes. Isn't that... <laughs> this is getting wild. Isn't that crazy? So Chuck also found the stolen Acura. And it was parked... They still have it? Yeah. It was parked in a nearby compound and it had flat tires. Oh, well, I guess they're not using that. No. But, like, it's been, what, two years? And the car that they fled in was still there yeah that wouldn't make sense broken down yeah yeah so the person chuck found said that they had both left the area several months earlier and Hmm. they left because chioma was pregnant and they wanted to have the baby in america the fuck now this is just a story from someone that they i guess worked with they could have just made that shit up too that's true yeah so december 2010 We're back in California, and Chuck and Fran are contacted by someone named Chris Armenta, and she is an attorney in Montana who wants to help this family. All right. I don't know where this came from or why she wanted to do this, but here we are. And she suggests that Andrew's family knows where they are and that they are helping them. That could be. Yeah. Because it sounded like mom was not against the relationship, so it's not really shocking. Exactly. Um, So Armenia decides to subpoena andrew's family for financial records to see if they are in fact helping them oh like sending money to mexico yeah because they a were a great just, idea and they were just kids so they would have had to have some help getting started yeah i mean it's hard enough to just move from one well, side of the street to the, the other, other. Yeah, let alone like you're trying to create a whole new life in another country yeah so February 17th, 2011, it's been over three years, and authorities air a missing child report on national TV for Chioma. So this got in, like, several, like, thousands of calls into the station, um, saying they saw them here, saw them there, whatever. They know them. So a man in Decatur, Georgia, calls in, and he says that he saw Chioma and Andrew and a baby that was around 14 months old in Georgia. It's a very uh, accurate description of the baby. 14, yeah, 14 months. Yeah, 14 months. That's very exact. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how 
We don't even know how old Maverick is. I was going to say, I don't even know how old he is. Uh, he can't talk. I don't know. However old that is. Um, and then the guy also said that he saw Andrew and Chioma get in a car and then they left. Okay. So police go there to see if they can find anything, find this person, find them. Um, and there's no sign of them upon their arrival. Oh. So now they just are sitting and waiting for more leads. Wonderful. Yeah. So August 28th, 2011, the civil lawsuits finally go through to subpoena the financial records of Andrew's family. All right. And around this time, Francine gets a phone call from Andrew. Oh. <laughs> All right, Bucko. What you got to say to your uh, your mom? Or not mama, but mama Francine. Yeah. Um, so Andrew says that Francine needs to come down to Mexico and pick up her daughter. What? And there's like really nothing else said. He said, we're in Mexico. You need to come get her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? I don't know if that's the way you should talk about your baby mama, but okay. Uh, oh my God. So there's hope that Chioma is alive. Francine thinks that the lawsuit scared Andrew's family enough that they convinced Andrew to call Francine. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, so Francine asked to speak to Chioma, and he says that she wasn't around, but that she's fine. But they don't have a callback number or an address, but he would be calling back the following day to get her that information. Oh, he didn't want to give her uh, his address because he's afraid of getting arrested. Yeah, uh, well. Because he's a criminal. Yeah. So, like, what's going on here? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> This is so weird. It's so strange. Um, okay. It's not really a question of, like, whether she went by choice. Was she forced to go? Because the only issue here is that he was 20 and she was 14. That mm -hmm. is kidnapping. Yeah. It's literal kidnapping. Um, so Andrew makes contact with the FBI a few days later. Oh, brave. Yeah. Um, the lead in Georgia was false. Um, and they've been just outside of Acapulco the entire time. Wow. The lead from De Decatur, Georgia. Not, not, no. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. Um, so October 5th, 2011, Francine was finally going to see her daughter again. Oh. Yeah. A month later, police escort Chioma and Andrew to the LA airport. And Francine said that she was having mixed emotions about seeing her daughter again. I mean, it's been, what, four years? Yeah, like, they didn't end on a really great note. Yeah. Um, she, she feels like her daughter probably just up and left her. Yeah, which she, she did. She kind of did, yeah. Yeah, so um, Chioma's family go to the airport to meet her, and everyone's really just like, there's a lot of emotions going on. Mm -hmm. A lot of feelings going on. Um, and then whenever they arrive, uh, Andrew is promptly arrested. Good. Yeah. Um, Bye, Felicia. Yeah, so now it's time to get the truth. Francine says Chioma um, has been brainwashed by Andrew. I think she's just covering for Chioma at this point, but maybe. Uh, well, I, I think... I think Francine is a little in denial. Yeah. Uh, your daughter definitely the whole thing. went on her own She accord. went and she didn't contact. You. She could have. She could have contacted you and she did not. And she didn't. Not to say that she wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say brainwashed, but. Uh, she's a teenager in love with a lot of emotions. Yeah. There was a lot going on. So Chioma says that she's still in love with Andrew and that she had left with him willingly. Francine says this is a crime and not a love story, and that Chioma had Stockholm Syndrome in regards to Andrew. Uh, yeah, a little bit of both, I guess. It's, I mean... There was just really strong feelings there. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it was love. It was just very strong feelings. Yeah, I don't know if it was love, lust, who knows. So, within two days of arriving back in the States, 
Chioma leaves Francine's house and moves in with Andrew's mother. Oh. Yeah. I feel like uh, she's got some resentment towards her mother. Probably for being, like, she seemed like she was really strict. For being, like, too overbearing. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? She's yeah. only been home for two days and was and she's like, she's like, bye, uh, I'm gonna go to my, basically her mother-in-law's house. Because so, she has the baby too, right? Uh, or no baby. Oh, no, there is no baby. There is no, okay, that was a lie. Yeah, that was, that was from the uh, Georgia siding. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's a good thing at least. Yeah. So on January 23rd, 2012, Andrew pleads guilty and is sentenced to two years in jail. Two years for kidnapping. Yeah. Kidnapping for four years, and he gets two years in jail. Okay, that's um, great. And Chioma is still in love with him. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, we're going to come to a real abrupt end here, because um, there's not much else to it. Um, fast forward to 2020, Andrew and Chioma are very much in love, and they have a fitness blog and two daughters together. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Just a casual, yeah, we got married and we have two babies. He kidnapped her. By legal standpoint, he kidnapped her, held her there for four years, and then they both come back. They both return. They he returns her, <laughs> like a, like a fucking blockbuster videotape. <laughs> and then she's like, "Uh, oh, do you think she still has a relationship with her mom? I wonder. I, mm, I wonder if mom. I doubt like, it. I don't know. Like, I feel like I highly doubt it. Mom, you got grandkids now, mom. I feel I like you need to just eat it and just say, you know what? I gotta suck it up. This kid's. Yeah. In my life now, I gotta... But it's like whatever. she tried so hard to, like, not let this be a thing, and oh, now it's full-on, full-blown full thing. thing. <laughs> it's a full-on thing. They are married with children. And it would be hard to, um... But, like, nowadays, like, like let's say that they were, like, 30 and 24. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fine now. It's fine I mean, now. Dustin's 10 years older than I am, but I met him two years ago. Yeah. Not when you were... No, whenever I was 14 and he was 24. Yeah, no, that would be different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Wow, that's so great. I know. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that wild? Um, okay. To lighten our mood, I've got some fun facts. And this is a stretch. <laughs> it's the only reason why I left the fact in there so I could talk about this. Uh, remember what her mascot was? Oh, the bulldog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you some bulldog fun facts. Okay. George <laughs> is probably part bulldog. I bet he is. Because you're so cute and squishy. Oh my goodness. You're oh. going to get some chicken nuggets in just a minute. So bulldogs were officially introduced, whoa, inducted, not introduced, into the American American Kennel Club in 1886. Mm. They've been around for a while. Bulldogs are brachycephalic, which is the condition that causes their... their uh, oh, the snoot being squishy and yucky. Yeah, and they're, yucky. Little, they're short snouts. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes them prone to gassiness and snorting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, bulldogs are the mascot for Yale and the U.S. Marine Corps. And the UKC classifies bulldogs under the companion category as they make great pets. They do. And they're very sweet. They do. I know. So that's that on that. That's you, George. Yeah. He's a staffy pit pity bulldog oh. mix, but he's the best companion ever. He is. He's a little potato. Mm -hmm. And now, three leg potato. We're gonna even lighten us even more by going to feed George some chicken nuggets. Now we're gonna get our chicken nuggets. Yay! Yay, George, you did so good. Uh, well, thanks for hanging out with us. All right, love you. Bye. All right, love you. Bye. 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 
Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye.